I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 43 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my amazing and delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Happy to be back. I feel like we haven't recorded in like 17 years. I know. We're recording um, a lot later than we normally do because Brittany has been having adventures. (laughs) Yeah crazy adventures but they've been wonderful adventures but yeah i uh let's see i've hung out with friends i had a birthday i how was your birthday it was beautiful it was a lovely birthday i was rec- podcasting until 3 a.m that morning <laughs> so that was wonderful got back at four slept and then went out to dinner with uh you know my family my best friend was there boyfriend was there he got me a really nice gift so it was really nice that's good it was a wonderful birthday 23 it's gonna be a good year i like that number 23 but yeah i saw star wars yeah we both saw solo so this is our solo reaction pod um, I have, of this recording, only seen it once. How about you? Sorry. I have a giant piece of watermelon in my mouth, but I am... <laughs> That's really good podcasting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've only seen it once, too. Okay. Are you planning on going again? Um, yeah, I'm planning on it. I was gonna go today, but, um... I hadn't been in my bed in like about two weeks, so <laughs> I just was like, I'm going to stay in bed all day because I've been on the go, go, go for the past week and a half. Uh, what about you? Are you going to see it again? I don't know. I mean, if like one of my friends really wants to go, I might go again. But this is the first of the Disney era Star Wars where I've seen it and just went, eh, I'm good. Yeah. I don't know, though, because, you know, I I partly agree. Like, this was the first Star Wars movie that I didn't, like, want to rush to go see again. Like, I didn't want to be like, I have to see this movie again on my birthday. I was just like, I could wait. Then, like, like, Monday came and Carlos was like, hey, if you want to see the movie, like, we can go see it. I'm like, yeah, good. I think I might wait till I get home to see it. But, you know, this was one of the first times seeing um, the movie or seeing a Star Wars movie where, like, I didn't have to wait, like, in the line. Because usually Rusty and I wait in lines before. Like, we did that for the past three Star Wars movies. 
And I almost feel like I had better movie experiences while, you know, the anticipation waiting in line and then like getting into the theater after waiting like for hours. So I almost feel like if I see another Star Wars, I don't want to do a reserve seating for like those purposes. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. That was like the first movie that, you know, I saw it with all of our friends and, you know, Rusty was there too. So I had like a little part of family with me, but it was like weird. I'm like, this doesn't feel like normal, but you know, it was still a good experience, but I almost prefer the waiting in line beforehand because I'm crazy. So, <laughs> but I don't know. How was your uh, movie going experience? Uh, you know, it was fairly normal. Like I do it at the um, Alamo Draft House, which is one of those like dinner and cocktail theaters, and it's all it's all reserved seating. I did the um, the six o'clock like fan event. And so we got like a little, we got a poster and some little buttons and some free popcorn. Um, oh, ma'am. Did you hear about the, the, the Chili's experience? I heard that it was v- very slow. So Rusty, my, my younger brother, he uh, planned out a, um, you probably heard, everyone's probably heard this on like three or five different po- podcasts already, but whatever. But Rusty planned a, a, beautiful dinner at Chili's before Solo. And it was awful. Well, it just the service there was just really bad. And then Rusty ordered a steak and they forgot it. And he was so, I've never seen Rusty like so upset. And he was so anxious too because he's like, we got to go see the movie. The movie starts in 20 minutes and I still don't have my steak. Well, he got a steak. <laughs> and then afterwards, I think it was Carlos. He asked Rusty, he's like, was it worth the wait? And he's like, Yes, because <laughs> the, the steak was that good. But yeah, we literally like got to the theater at like seven o'clock. And then like I was like too stressed to be like, oh, my God, I'm about to see Solo in like five minutes because I was like, I need to sit down. I need to get my seats. But yeah, fuck Chili's. But that's, <laughs> that's how my premiere day went. So before we sort of get into individual scenes or characters or whatever, what's your... Like, we're now, like, what? Like, a week on? So, Mm -hmm. what's your overall opinion on Solo? You know, I've been thinking about, you know, my response to this answer for the past couple of days. Like, just seeing everyone's reactions. But I... I had a good time. Like, I had a smile on my face throughout the whole film. And, you know, I look back to, you know, the other movies I've seen, like, the past year, because that's what I do, like, not, like, with ranking movies, but, you know, looking at, you know, the movie I saw previously. And, like, I was so happy while watching this. Like, I laughed loud. Like, my, I heard friends laughing behind me. You know, like, it was, I genuinely have a good time. Like, I enjoyed seeing these new characters. I enjoyed learning about Han. I loved Chewbacca. And that's something I never really been like a big like Han or Chewbacca person, but this movie just God like Chewbacca just had so many good moments. But I don't know, I had a good time, and I, even though I'm not in a rush to see this again, like I still think that I don't know, like I I still know that I enjoyed this film. Like I remember my sister called me like uh, a couple hours after the film, and she was like, "Oh, Darth Maul," but this movie was shit, and I'm like, I. <laughs> it's like how ah, okay but, but i don't know 
What about what about you? I didn't like it very much. I, I don't want to say that I disliked it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's so it's so strange because definitely it's not my least favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, but I, I sort of just felt like I was watching just some generic action movie. Like I never got into this movie. Like even the scenes that I enjoyed, I was still I don't know. I never had like that Star Wars like rush of excitement that I've gotten with all of the other new ones. But um. The other thing that's weird is with the other movies like um, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and and Rogue One, the more I've sat with the movies, the more I've liked them. Like mm-hmm. the other movies, like talking about them and thinking about them have made me like the movie more. Whereas Solo, I've liked less the longer I've sat with it. Like, the more I think about it, the more there is a lot of stuff that I'm really quite unhappy with. And that is a weird feeling. Hmm. And so part of me is like, I should watch it again, and maybe I won't feel that way. But another part of me is like, oh, I don't really want to watch this movie again. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's totally fine. I mean, like, I feel like in this age of Star Wars, we're going to come across movies that either we don't connect with or, you know, just something that we just, like, don't like, you know, like, I didn't like Rebels for the most part. And, you know, that that's okay. Like, but I'm sorry that you felt that way, though. Like, I know that must be, like, not like a crappy feeling, but, you know, you go into, like, a movie wanting to like it because, like, you like Star Wars and everything, so... Yeah, I mean, I have to say, if I was going to dislike a Star Wars movie, I'm I'm glad it's this one, mm-hmm. rather than one of the saga movies. Yeah, and and even even Rogue One, Rogue One, I was super excited for. So if I had hated Rogue One, I think I would have been really upset. But I, I don't know. I just this movie just sort of left me with nothing. Like, again, there's individual scenes I really loved, and there's individual, like, performances that I really love. It's just overall the movie doesn't do anything for me. And I, and before, okay, look, and one of the things that's bothered me is people like people who are like, oh, it's just you're you wanting it to be too much, you're expecting too much of it, it's just supposed to be a fun popcorn movie. And I'm like, I have no problem with fun popcorn movies. I love fun popcorn movies. Like, I just saw like Deadpool 2 is like one of my favorite movies that I saw this year it's that I judging this as a quote-unquote fun popcorn movie I didn't for me personally I didn't find it particularly fun Hmm. yeah I don't know like (sighs) I (laughs) sorry I, you know, that's okay. Like, you know, I, I'm going to, you know, you know, like I'm going to share why, you know, like I don't really have a lot of like negative feelings towards this movie. And then like, you're going to share what you do. And like, that's, I don't want 
people to think that we're, you know, like going to be like, oh, well, no, this is why. But like, I like we're, we're both adults here. And like, I totally get that you didn't like this movie. And I'm going to respect that. Well, I, I love you, Emily. Like, I I just don't know <laughs> this conversation. But. Dude, it's a movie. I don't. It's fine if we have different opinions. I know. Yeah, that's oh, I know. But but yeah, but. But yeah. Um, so I, I want to ask your, I want to ask a question Two or two questions. One, were you surprised that Chewbacca eats people? <laughs> because I remember having that question a long time ago or a couple weeks ago on a podcast and we got that answer. So how do you feel that Chewbacca eats people? Fuck it. It's awesome. <laughs> I agree. Did you know that when he was, when they were like, oh, the monster, do you know that would be Chewbacca? Cause I did. I mean, I sort of assumed because they're playing it up to be this big thing and there's got to be some sort of turn there. Yeah. And um, so uh, before the movie, we kind of talked about how you weren't going to be very happy if um, Han and Kira had a relationship. So how did you feel literally in like the first like minute of the movie uh, Han and Kira started making out? Well... Here's what my problem is, and we talked about this a little bit before, is I don't think she's a very good actress. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, I think she's a really shittily developed character. And there's the added layer of, at this point, if I see another Star Wars movie with, or frankly, any of these big action movies with two pretty heterosexual white people making out. I am really unimpressed. Hmm. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm fucking over it. And you know what? The, the, the funny thing is, I would have been more okay with it if Kasdan hadn't talked about thinking of, of Lando as pansexual. But he's the one who brought it up. And there were fucking people were like, wait, you don't know that it's not in the movie. Just wait and watch the movie. And I'm like, well, everybody I know who's seen the movie has so far said it's not there. But fine, I'll wait. And it's. Uh, I'm just. I, I'm sick of popular entertainment. Pretending that queer people don't exist. And to do this this stuff like Kasdan did, which is talk about it off screen, is to, it's trying to have your cake and eat it too. It's trying to get queer people to think that they're represented, but not actually take the risk of, you know, alienating some homophobic shitheads on the internet. And so it's it's really insulting and I'm over it. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Like, that must be, like, a really, like, shitty feeling, you know, going into a movie and you know, coming out of it and, you know, not seeing yourself or being represented in a movie that, you know, you've loved for so long. And, like, and, I... And fuck, man, that's me talking about, like, as a bisexual white woman, so I'm I'm very aware of how much privilege I still have. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine the the frustration of of people of color 
watching these movies. And I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, the fact that you have Thandie Newton on for five minutes and then kill her off. Jesus Christ. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. That's that's hard. But and I, like I wanted to like Kira. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and and acting aside, like I really wanted to like that character because on paper, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff in that character. But the fact is that her character is entirely revolving around Han. And like the only time we get her by herself is that end scene. And that's still defined by Han. And I don't like it. I want Star Wars to be better. And like, okay, so we get Kira and we get like awesome, like L3. And what's their conversation together about? It's about sex with dudes. I mean, this is why, I mean, this is why having female characters on screen isn't enough. And you need writers and you need directors and you need, you need people behind the scenes, like actively working like day to day on these movies in terms of like, I mean, obviously we have Kathleen Kennedy, but she's, you know, like, you know, like blue sky development stuff, but like the day to day of what this script is actually going to be and what we're going to see on screen. Like you need some voices that aren't white dudes. Yeah. I agree. Like, I, I feel like it's kind of time for star Wars to start going in like a, the direction of, you know, having more, you know, like better characters, you know, they're all of that. But I don't know. Shit. So, um, what were some things that uh, you liked in the movie, or things that made you like genuinely happy, or made you laugh? I like Chewbacca. I think Jonas yeah. is great as Chewbacca. Um, it's it's not just like the voice is really good, but just some of like the the gestures and the 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 body language is really on point. Like he feels like Chewbacca. Um, Lando, obviously, like even better than I thought he would be. It is an astonishingly good performance without being an impression of Billy D. Williams. I mean, Donald Glover, it was funny because um, like before we started recording, I was talking to my, my brother and we were just talking about how Donald Glover is so talented at so many things that you want to not like him, but he's also just seems like a really good guy and is like on the right side of everything and is just like really charming and seems like cool and nice. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I agree. I feel like he was one of the the best parts of this film was just like seeing his like interactions i <laughs> i loved how he just called han hand because he didn't give a fuck like that's probably one of my favorite things about i like that you know i'm not always big on like the these sort of like callbacky like 
references and explanations, but I thought that one was really good. The because that's always been like, why does he say it like that? But the fact that he does yeah. it as like a fuck you. <laughs> I also love on I think when they're on Kessel and he does like the the video diaries. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, like um, he's right he's like he's like writing his memoir. Which by the way, I I if they don't do a Lando autobiography, they are truly like missing out. Oh, you know they're gonna do it. Like I I know that they're going to, you know, because God, he was so into it, and they probably have like so much more footage of him just doing that. Because oh, yeah. I almost feel like I almost feel like with him, like he probably like improvised some of that too. Like write a book, do an audiobook, and give him whatever money he wants to record that audiobook. Because if I could just like have like you know like eighteen hours of Donald Glover in my head as Lando. So, important question. Which Lando outfit was your favorite? I mean, they're all so good. I like the one at the end. Yes! Yes. That's my favorite. I don't know where they were or what planet where they were on, but, like, I love, like, the, the tropical feel. Yeah, it's like, so over the top. It's ridiculous. It is. Well, that's that, that's our Lando is over the top and brilliant. Let's see what else did I like. I liked Infus Nest. Ooh. Although I feel like in terms of storytelling, if she's going to be that big of a deal at the end, I wish we would could have seen like just like just like one or two more glimpses of her falling after them. I know there was that one that we get after the big train heist where we see her again and know that she's still in the picture. But I feel like she needed to be there just like one more time in order to make that like really sink. But I thought she was great and I hope we see more of her. What do you think of her? I loved her. She was probably one of the, the main people in this film that I leaving, I wanted to be like, I want to know more about this person. Like I wish we would have more of her in the movie because like when we got her at the very end, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, she's still here. Like, but yeah, that that's like why I want it. That's why I think they needed to show her another time or two. Yeah, and I loved the whole like purpose of like her kind of starting like a rebellion and asking Han if like he wanted to join. And I I love that part. I wish we would have gotten more, but the, you know the surprise at the end was nice knowing that you know she everything that she was doing before was to help the her rebellion. But I don't know. I want to see more of her. I love her cause. She's a beautiful young lady. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I like and I knew I knew that character was going to be a woman. I didn't know she'd be so young. I know. Like that helmet must add on like a couple like at least a foot or something. Like <laughs> shit. She's just little. She looks so young too. She looks like she's like 14 or 15. I know. It's crazy. I don't know how old the actress actually is. I want more of her though. Um, I loved her score, like the the musical score that would follow Enfys Nest. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of my favorites from the movie. What did you think of the score? I didn't love it, and I mean, here's the thing: is we I, I've said this before. I'm not 
I'm not a big mm-hmm. like music person. It does it, so it has to be either super good or super bad for me to notice it. And there were there were a couple of times here where it felt really almost like music, like musical theater ish. Oh. Like there's there's one or two lines of music that that sound almost identical to to um to the lead up to one of the songs in Phantom. Oh God! And it, I fa- I don't know why. It's so weird that that would stick out to me. The fact that it stuck out to me is not a good, it's not a good sign in how engaged I was in this movie. But no, I don't I like there's some really nice stuff in it, like the Infus Nest one, but overall no, I didn't like it. Hmm. Um so what else did you like or did you like like certain scenes cuz we already kind of talked about characters that we like. So like what else did you like? Um the L3's rebellion Mm. And when Lando goes back to try to save her and is obviously like really upset. I liked that. Me too. Um I liked Woody Harrelson. I think they probably should have just had that character be Thandie Newton. But yeah. I liked I liked Woody Harrelson. Um, and although I think the pacing in the beginning is really bad, I, and, and goes on too long and then there's some stuff rushed at the end. I thought that train scene visually was really spectacular. Yeah, I liked I was surprised that I really was engaged in that space train sequence because, you know, seeing in the trailers and everything, I'm like, ah, space train, maybe. But, you know, just seeing the action and everything. Um, I have to agree with <laughs> they probably should have replaced uh, Thandy with um, Woody Harrelson because Woody Harrelson was very Woody, Woody Harrelson in this film. Like, I forget where they were, but like I was watching the movie. and I'm like, this is just Woody Harrelson. I'm like, that was OK. You know, like I needed a you know, kind of someone to to look up to. And I feel like that was that character for him was, you know, kind of like help shape who he is. But I feel like with this film too, it's like we still haven't yet seen the full circle of Han Solo being Han Solo and why he's the Han Solo he is when we meet him in A New Hope. So I think, well, I know that we're going to get another Solo film or like something with Han Solo because – this was a very open-ended movie, but it's so open-ended that I can see Lucasfilm being like, nah, we're good. We're, we're not going to do another solo movie, which, you know, is fine. But well, that box office scared the shit out of them. There's, there's no doubt. Yeah. And you can talk about whether the, like, the not, like, if you just look at the plain numbers, whether or not those are good numbers, but the fact is it was under what they projected and that's that's not good mm. like i don't think it's like oh my god star wars is in trouble and star wars is dying it's one movie and it's a you know it's a standalone that they marketed badly and came after you know two huge summer movies it, it was terrible timing it was terrible marketing it was so many things that they just weren't prepared for this i feel like and 
I, you know, I could tell through like how, how many promos they had for this. You know, they had like a stinking promotion at Denny's. Like, I, I just, I, I know Star Wars can do better. And, you know, even though I, I like, I enjoyed the, like, I genuinely enjoyed the film. Like, I can see one. I, I definitely understand why people didn't enjoy it. I understand why the numbers are lower than expected. But, because, you know, like, there were so many summer, good summer movies, like Deadpool. Like, I'd want, like, if I had to choose between seeing, like, Deadpool and, or Solo again, like, I'd probably see Deadpool again. But, you know, but I don't know. My brain feels bad when there's a Star Wars movie in the theaters and, like, I don't see the Star Wars movie. So <laughs> I'd probably see Solo again. But I don't know. Um, trying to think, like, what else. But, um, oh, what did you think of Rio? <laughs> I I like Rio. I like the character design. I think he was a fun character. I think it's fucking hilarious that this monkey alien has a queen's accent. But <laughs> look, I I fucking love John Favreau, and God bless him, he tries. There is no hiding that accent. Like it just it's not gonna happen. I'm slightly annoyed that like I mean obviously like he's gonna die so that Han can you know step up and do the piloting and i'm like okay well that's a little tired i would have rather seen more of this cool monkey alien but whatever okay oh 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 um paul bettany sexy okay gary here's the thing though and i like okay. paul bettany and i like him in this movie but all i could think about the whole time is how much cooler it would be if it was if it was um michael k williams yeah, for a couple reasons. One, Bettany, there's stuff that Bettany's really good at. He's not particularly good at being menacing. So, like the cool, seductive, like playboy mob boss thing, he does really well. But Michael Williams could have done that part and also been scary as shit. And Paul Bettany. I like him, and we talked about how sexy I was going to find this character, and I did find him particularly sexy. Not yeah. quite scary enough. You know, I found him scary because I saw the way that he would look at Kira, and I know that, you know, that he could really hurt her. And she was basically a sex slave. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I even think that is scary, especially... In Star Wars, that it was heavily hinted that there is a main character here that is a sex slave. Like that, that intimidated me. That uh, just that character, how you know they were explaining him and how he's loyal to you know the whole Crimson Dawn thing, which uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I was intimidated by him. Like I wouldn't fuck with, with uh, Whatever, whatever his name is, something Voss. Wait, no, Dryden. No, Dryden Voss. For some reason, it's supposed to say Quinlan Voss, but I'm like, wait, that's that Jedi character. Yeah, but no, that's Sal. Uh, Sal. <laughs> the other thing, okay, and this is so weird, and I don't, I, and I talked about this um, some with um, our friend Jared, which is, yeah, when Michael K. Williams was playing this character, this character was motion capture. And an alien mm -hmm. 
he was going to be apparently like one of the lion, like the lion eagle can dudes who are actually like his bodyguards. Mm-hmm. He was going to be another one of those. The, and I don't, I don't want to jump to this, but the fact that okay, once you replace him with a white guy, suddenly he's human. Given Star Wars' track record of not being particularly diverse, gave me a little bit of pause. Look, and I don't think I don't think it was intentional, but I'm just like, oh, that's not a great look. And also, I just think it would have been cool if he was some like alien lion looking dude. I mean, I I agree, but wasn't he kind of some some sort of alien thing? But I know that he was like, yeah, he's white, but he was like some sort of because he had like the whenever he would get like angrier his eyes would get red and then like the scars on his face would get like more red i mean he's just a scarred up dude like he's still exactly human looking he just has scars yeah i liked his ombre cape or like the the slanted cape yes and i liked his um i liked his little sword laser knife knuckle dusters Oh, there's that gif out of like Kira like grabbing it from him or something. I I like that scene when they're all fighting up in the the ship. What the fuck was that? Was it like a ship thing? I don't even know what planet they were on. I I should have seen this movie again before recording, but um fancy space bar. What'd you think of it? I liked it. I like visually I think this movie is is pretty cool. I liked the singing lady. And I like the little fish in a jar that was singing with her. <laughs> but I always like the stuff, you know, it's, you know, there's a reason that we, we called our cod podcast a Canto Bite, which is I, I find those visuals really fascinating and something that Star Wars does a really good job with. Mm-hmm. with these, these locales that, I mean, you might only use them for five minutes. But they're so well developed and just lush and gorgeous and amazing costumes and super detailed. Yeah, the wardrobe in these, you know, like Canto Bite and especially with this, it was something that I was really impressed with in this movie. Because, like, we didn't really get a lot of wardrobe in this movie. Like, obviously, you know, we got Lando's capes and, like, this. But, you know, that was it. You know, we got some, you know, like, the, the outfits they wore on Corellia, which weren't really, you know, like, they were, you know... There were young orphans in Corellia, you know, trying to live. So obviously, like, their costumes aren't going to be as superb as they are on this fancy space bar. But I really enjoyed it. Um, I love, I still love Kira's outfit. Like, that still stands out to me. I, I don't know. I found it interesting that that was going to be, like, their, like, first reunion in a long time. Like, after, like, mm-hmm. Han and Kira. Because, like, basically Han joining the imperial or just doing everything was like for Kira and I thought that was interesting that you know Han's motivation and everything was like just to escape with the with his female companion which seems very unlike Han which is why I'm excited to possibly get another film to see how that destroys him because I know that this relationship or just a mixture of that and betrayal of um, Woody Harrelson is going to affect him. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you... 
Like, what, what were some of the things that you really liked? What were some of the things that really drew you in? Um, the romance. I was really happy to get romance back in Star Wars. Uh, I squealed really loud when Han and Kira started making out because, one, I didn't expect it, and, two, I was like, holy fuck. Because, like, it was, like, a passionate makeout. And then, like, they were making out in the Falcon. Then he hinted that he wanted to fuck her in the Falcon. Like, there are so many, like, hints in this movie that people just want to fuck. Like, I, I was impressed. I was, I don't know. Like, I miss that in Star Wars. Like, I love the little romance that we get every now and then. But this was a sexed up film, I feel like. You know, we got a lot of, you know, darker meetings. Like, Kira was, like, a sex slave. And then um, it was obvious. Like, another thing that I really liked was... um. The relationship between uh, Lando and L3. Like, we've never seen that kind of relationship between, like, someone and a droid before. And the way that he reacted, like, when she sh- was shot and, like, when- how she died, I didn't know that someone in Star Wars was capable of having those feelings for a droid. And I think that's awesome that we're seeing that in film. Um, oh, what else did I like? Um... Invis Ness was great. Chewbacca, I was happily surprised. I loved how Han spoke a little uh, Wookiee book or Wookiee speak or whatever. Or, or I forget what they Shire. call the. Shire. Is that right? Shirek. I don't know. Shirek. I I loved the shit out of that. I was really impressed with um, Alden's performance. Like I really saw him as Han. Every now and then he tried to do that. Like he would try to speak like deeper and stuff. And I'm like, I know. I'm like Alden sweetheart go go back to normal voice go back to normal voices but yeah i do think he was better at the funny charming han than he is at like the more serious emotional han mm-hmm. but overall i thought he was perfectly acceptable i love the battle scenes too like when han was still part of the um the empire mm-hmm. i i thought those scenes were really good like, I loved how, like, that was basically, like, everyone keeps saying this, but that's basically how, like, oh, like I thought Rogue One was going to be this, like, war film. Oh, yeah, and, like, you they originally build it. I know. And, like, that was solo for, like, the, I wish we could have gotten more of that. Or I want more of that in Star Wars, that, like, war-type film. Yeah, the boots on the ground stuff. Yeah, I loved that. Um, what did you, what did you think about solo getting his name <laughs> i was okay with it like i i feel like everyone really hated it but like I, how else would you do that just though? have it be his name how? have it be his name i i know be but guy, I, he just luke fucking skywalker for god's sake i know i just liked because star wars could be cheesy sometimes and i thought that was like the perfect amount of cheese just like the han Solo. Oh <laughs> I just God. thought I'm like I hate it <laughs> more than I can say. Oh man. You know, I understand. And I'm trying to think of like something in this movie that like I genuinely hated, but I can't think of like in Star Wars, I can't really think of anything that I just I'm like this needs to go. Well actually, yeah, I can think of a Jedi Rocks. That needs to go die. That was one of the things that I I genuinely just like don't like, but yeah, I mean I was okay with it. Like, yeah, that's one thing I find. You know, it's so funny because we have so many people who say this, and I'm sort of always 
I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't know, maybe even jealous of it, even while it confuses me, which is this idea of, oh, well, it's Star Wars, so even the stuff that I don't like as much, I still like. And I just don't have that at all. Really? Like, really? Like, I, I, I'm completely absent of it. Like, you have, like, we have so many people, I'll see tweets of, well, I didn't, this is my least favorite Star Wars movie that, that still makes it, you know, better than any other movie. And I just, I'm like, oh, I wish I, I wish I felt that way. I mean, obviously, like, I know I love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But that, that aspect of it is, like, the aspect of, well, it's Star Wars, so no matter what I like it, I just, I don't, it's not that for me. Yeah, I mean, like, the way that I look at that is, is, like, yeah, like, I, I could agree with that statement, but I almost feel like even though that this, like, solo is, like, not on, I don't like ranking shit, but even though, like, this isn't, like, what I... Because usually I get out of every Star Wars movie and, like, this is my favorite one. Like, I thought that of Rogue One. I thought that of, like, The Last Jedi. Even, like, The Force Awakens. Even though, like, now The Force Awakens is probably one of my least watched Star Wars films. But, you know... I... Oh God, fuck. I forgot where I was going with this. Um... Like, I see this as, like, finding, like, the a story aspect. Like, you know, I'm finding out more information about a big story that I love. And even though I don't like parts of this story in this movie, I still love the big main story. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at it. Um, But... I'm trying to think, like, what else? Um, I want to touch up just on this right now, but we'll get back to later. Um... I liked the mall reveal. Um, I, you know, two things that I wanted from this film was to have a good time and be a surprise. And <laughs> I was fucking surprised. I, I did not expect that at all. I thought at least we'd be getting a Boba Jabba or even Obi-Wan because all those rumors about Obi-Wan like sparked my interest and I love thinking of really crazy theories and that was my crazy theory but uh, I was really surprised to see Maul I almost feel like that surprise took me out of the film for a second because while Han and uh, Woody Harrelson were talking and then he shot Woody Harrelson I'm like wait what but um, by the way I want to say before we drop that off I do I give them props because I thought they were going to make a shooting first joke and they refrained from it it's the only time they refrained from anything in this movie, so I give them a couple points for that. Yeah, so I feel like that's one of the main reasons why I want to go back and see Solo is because I was totally not paying attention during that scene of uh, when Han and, you know. But um, I didn't like the ending. Like, I didn't like how it just ended <laughs> them going in hyperspace. But I found it interesting because that's how Rogue One ended was them going into hyperspace. So I think that's kind of cool that the uh, anthology films, that's how they're ending. Um, but I did like how like the end was him getting the Falcon. I really wish that was like more like a bigger part rather than just like, all right, last five minutes, let's go get the Falcon. Yeah, the, the but thing, like, I feel like nothing took his either things took too long or they didn't spend enough time on. And partially you can probably blame that on the director's changing partway through this movie, but I, I mean, I can't completely blame it on that. A lot of people said that 
they saw uh, Lorna Miller, and then they saw like uh, Ron Howard, kind of like or, like parts of the film. Were there any parts of the film where you're like, oh, this director did this, this director did that? Well, not really, because here's the thing: is in Ron Howard, I don't like Ron Howard has made movies that I really like, but Ron Howard is not like Christopher Nolan or Tarantino, where I can where I can go. This is what a Ron Howard movie is. Like I could make a parody of a Tarantino movie or I could make a parody of a Guillermo del Toro movie. Cause I know, I know that the, the points that they hit and the visuals that they use and the overall like ethos of their movies, Ron Howard just makes movies. Yeah. And I'm not really experienced in film where I can like look at a movie and be like, Oh, this is this director. Oh, this is that like, but I don't know. Like I kind of didn't care like while watching the movie that, oh, there are two different directors. Like, you know, I went to this not really expecting much. And I feel like that was like pretty good because I got to the film and I was like, cool. Another Star Wars. But I didn't I wasn't like, oh, Ron Howard should do another Star Wars. Or, oh, Laura Miller should do another Star Wars. I'm like, OK, like this is just like. A mythology film. Well, that's how I felt going out of Rogue One was that cool Gareth Edwards did a fantastic job with this movie, but you know, that's it, you know. But I'm interested to see the future of Solo or the future of um, these characters in this film, preferably. Okay, just, just give me a fucking Lando movie. Yeah. Do you think that we'll get more of Lando in the future? If Donald Glover wants to do it, they'd be insane not to use him. Yeah. Um, trying to think. What did you think about how Beckett and Val were like kind of a like they were a couple? How did you like that? I mean, it would be great if Val were a real character in this movie instead of dead in five minutes to give him some like angst. Yeah, you know, I get that. You know, you know, before going into this movie, I assumed that the new characters we'd be getting in this movie would die. I, I like, I knew they were going to die, but I didn't think they were so soon. Like, I remember uh, during the, like, the very beginning of the train heist scene, I whispered over to Rusty, something's going to happen to Val. And unfortunately, I was right. Um, I, I wish these characters would have lasted longer in the film. Like, I don't know why they were in such a rush to kill them so soon. Like, I get that. Like, I, I almost feel like her death didn't really... Because I I see, like, how... Uh, I don't know. Because, like, in Deadpool, when, like, uh, his girlfriend died and that kind of, like, got him to... But um, I, I it didn't really affect Tobias. And I feel like... Not that she died for nothing... But she died for nothing. Well, here's the problem is I think they did it to try to establish that, oh, there are stakes and we're going to kill people off. But if you're going to do that, you need to do it later in the movie once you've actually established these characters and made us care about them. Maybe what they're trying to do was that, you know, we hadn't seen like all the shit that Val and the crew were doing before this. So maybe for Val, like this was the, all right, game over. I've done yeah, it, but, but but sure is what well, as viewers of the movie, we need to 
like if we're going to care about her dying and I cared about her dying just because God damn it. I wanted to see more Thandie Newton, not mm-hmm. because I had some sort of emotional connection to this character I've seen for, you know, five fucking minutes. And, you know, that's how people felt about like Rogue One too, was that we didn't really get to know these characters all of a sudden, like they're dying, but, the, but they died at the end of the movie. These characters died the first, not even hour of the film. And I, I don't know, like I, I wasn't affected, but I probably should have been because of how important these characters were to the crew. But then like, we didn't know the crew. So like, how are we supposed to, you know, like the Rio died. No one gave a shit about Rio. They kind of gave a shit about Val, but I don't, I don't know. Um, All right. One thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Because I think it is bad filmmaking and is just dumb. And that is the quote unquote big reveal that Beckett is a traitor. (laughs) There's several problems with this. One is we figure it out like 30 seconds after we know there is a traitor. Two, we just saw Beckett two minutes ago it's not like he's a character we thought was dead or something like that three there's literally nobody else it could be so when they do the big oh no it wasn't kira it was this person (laughs) who's going to walk through the door right now and then beckett walks through it's like yeah no fucking shit you can't play that like it's a dramatic moment what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm I'm only laughing because like I I totally fucking thought that it was Kira the whole time. Kira just like the one that was, but then, oh, you mean if they had done something interesting? Yeah, but then like Tobias walked through the door, and then of course like everyone knows like oh, and then I was like I was one of those people like ah oh, damn it it was him, but then I'm like I should have fucking known like I was one of those idiots that look if like it. fucking Val had walked through the door or something I would have been like oh shit, or if Infus Nest had walked through the door, but I was like fucking of course yeah, but there's us as viewers were able to see it, and I just I feel like. Han not being able to see it and everyone else being able to shows that Han has a weakness in trusting people. No, but then you can't play it like it's a surprise in the movie. If you're doing the big dramatic reveal, that's not just something you're doing for the character. You're making a movie. And it's just, it's so fucking dumb. Honestly, and I feel like that whole scene, um, I was talking about this right after the movie, um, Adele, who's written in the show a couple of times, my friend from yeah. college, we were talking about how if that scene had had, like, multiple shifting betrayals, like in a con artist movie, where it's like, this person betrays this person, but then they're really betraying that person who is also betraying this person, that's what I expected that scene to be. Like, this ever-shifting, like, I don't know, like, David Mamet, Spanish prisoner, oh my god, what's actually going on? That's what I wanted it to be, and it just wasn't that. I was like, oh, yeah, it was Beckett all along. I'm like, okay, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm just still thinking of when Tobias walked through the door. Like, I don't know. I He wasn't my favorite. Like, I I was really not really impressed with, like, I was hit with his character. I mean, I loved, like, 
Han and Kira, Lando and all of them, but like he, I don't know. I just, I don't feel like he like fit in with, with the movie. Like, I just feel like that was just like Woody Harrelson. And you know, I didn't feel like that at all with Kira. Like I, I genuinely feel like she, like I saw her character and I saw like, you know, what she was for and everything. But then again, like, I still don't feel like I know that character. And what, what was she for? I feel like besides like her relationship with Han, there's nothing there could have been. There's the potential like with her backstory and this idea that, you know, she was basically bought by Voss. Like that is there's there's so much potential there to be interesting. And obviously, look, it's a family movie. You're not going to go into like the whole like sexual just slavery like creepiness but like have her defined by herself and not by like the dudes in this movie god damn it star wars get some female writers yeah um so i'm trying to think like um so we have to talk about mall and i know we we um, I, I'll go first. I was surprised. Um, I, <laughs> I, at first I thought it was Palpatine because he saw the hood and then he did like the reveal. Um, the lightsaber I'm okay with because like, no, no, no. <laughs> well, hear me out. Hear me out. Because like, I was doubting myself. I was really doubting myself because in The Last Jedi, when I first saw it, and then when Hux and, and Kylo were talking, and he's like, the girl killed Snoke. Like, I believed him. And I'm like, holy fuck, Ray killed Snoke. And then I got to the film, I'm like, no, duh, he was just lying. But that helped me realize that that was actually Darth Maul. Because my stupid brain, like, I see something I associate with that. So I see that character, and I'm like oh my god, that's small. But then part of me was like, wait a second, that could be any other character that just it just looks like Darth Maul. But then, it, it, my brain's stupid sometimes. But, I mean, I get like, I I get why this is stupid, and I get why people hate it. I'm okay with it. I'm not, that doesn't, that's not saying that, like, I love this, I'm glad that they had this in the film. But, like, I wouldn't be opposed to them getting rid of it, because <laughs> I see why this pisses off a lot of people. And uh, probably you, because you're literally like one of the first people I thought of after seeing this scene. Was, <laughs> oh, I was I was thinking, yes, this is exciting. And Rusty's response to it was beautiful. Like his jaw was just on the floor. But I was thinking, oh, God, Emily's going to hate this. Emily probably hated. Like I um, I knew walking out of that film that you were not going to like it. Like I I I feel bad. But yeah, but um. I don't know what they're going to do with Maul in the future. Everyone keeps saying that they're going to put him in like an Obi-Wan spinoff. I don't think they're going to do that. They're not going to retcon everything they did in Rebels. Star Wars is too stupid to, or too smart to, to do that. Uh, they can't, you know, I almost feel like bringing him back is like connecting it all. And I think that's very, an interesting turn. Um, I've heard that they were originally going to do someone that is like Jabba the Hutt. But then last minute, they're like, no, let's let's give let's put Ray Park back in the makeup and let's do something with Maul. But I'm questioning that decision and I'm interested to see where that story will go. Like I said before, like this is all just like one big story. And I want to see like how 
like like it's like one big puzzle and like it's like you're I'm putting together all the pieces and I know I'm gonna love the puzzle because like I obviously I bought the puzzle and I thought it was a cool puzzle so the ending is gonna be great because I'm gonna have the puzzle all together it's gonna be beautiful and like I don't know where I'm going with this analogy so please explain your frustrations with mole all right while I was watching it in the theater for about 30 seconds I went holy shit that's awesome good and then I and then I thought about it and I'm like wait what this is it's I don't like the term fan service because I think it's overused and used in ways that it shouldn't be. And sometimes like making connections is not always bad and you should like reward fans, but you should also, I don't know, be aware of like the movie that you're making. And I, I mean, this is a character who you should just be able to watch the movies as the movies. And it's one thing to have like Lando talking about how Beckett killed Oris Singh, because even if you don't, realize that Aura Singh is this character who was in the cartoons and blah 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 blah. It's still a moment you can understand it's just this little character moment of okay Beckett killed this guy this woman who was after Lando. But Darth Maul, if you're not watching everything, is dead. And while yes, it's good to have stuff that rewards people who do watch everything and connects with them. I, I feel like doing it with a character like Maul, who again, you would think was dead if you had just watched the movies, is um, an odd choice. And I feel like it was so reliant on oh my god, like shock value, rather than thinking it through. And the fact that it was like sort of pulled out at the last minute and it was originally going to be, you know, Jabba or somebody else. It makes that even more apparent. And also, I don't know. I just, I don't need. It felt like it felt like a stinger scene in a Marvel movie. And I don't, I don't want that. I want the movies to be able to exist as themselves and not just setting up later stuff. And I think him pulling out the fucking lightsaber when he's just talking to Kira on a little hologram is some dumbass shit. Yeah. You know what? Like, just have confidence that you don't always need to show a goddamn lightsaber. I I don't know why Star Wars feels like they... Well, you know, I understand why they think that they have to show lightsabers in every single film. Because, you know, that's, that's Star Wars is the Force, lightsabers, and all that. And I really feel like that's, like, kind of, like, their clutch is to... We have to include, like, one little thing, like, you know, like Rogue One, Vader, and all of that. But... Uh, I, you know, that has me thinking too, like why they changed Maul, like very last minute, because maybe like these thoughts were like, oh yeah, like we have this character, let's avenge him. Bad use of words, but also he's dead. So having to explain that to people who like don't watch Rebels or the Clone Wars must be really strange. Like, uh, like my dad saw this movie and without watching the shows or anything he was really confused he's like i thought he was dead he got cut in half and now he has artificial legs what the fuck 
But I don't know. I'm interested to see like where they're going to put Maul, how they're going to put him somewhere. I mean, everyone keeps saying like the Obi-Wan film, but it's like that doesn't make sense because Obi-Wan killed him on Tatooine. Like he can't Obi-Wan if when they do an Obi-Wan film, because I'm pretty confident that they're going to do one. He can't leave Tatooine like the whole purpose of him being on that planet is protecting Luke. Like, you can't protect Luke when you're on a fucking different planet. I don't know, like, when they had that big confrontation and he kills him, it didn't seem like this was, you know, the culmination of eight other confrontations between them in the meantime. Exactly. I don't, I don't know. I just, I wish it had just been, I don't, I'm like, I wish it had just been Jabba. Or, I'm surprised or, we didn't get Boba. Or fucking anybody. I'm glad we didn't get Boba. But... Mm, that's a topic for a different fucking episode, which we'll probably we'll, we'll re-record in a couple of days because Boba Fett will come up. Um, what do you think of L three? Fucking goddamn it! I love Phoebe Waller Bridge so much. I, I'm gonna. I know I've said it before. I'm gonna say it again. Watch Fleabag. It's amazing. She's amazing. She's brilliant. I love her. Um. Mm, I thought she was really funny. I thought she was a cool character. I like the idea of a droid like fighting for droid rights. For droid rights. I wish they would maybe explore that topic somewhat seriously at some point. But that's just because that's a sci-fi trope that I really like. Um, and it's my obsession with shows like Westworld. I'm... I, I I I'm sort of weirded out by the like the whole like making her part of the Millennium Falcon on one hand really cool and makes that you know your your ship has a peculiar yeah. dialect like I think that's funny. On the other hand, if I think about it all, and I'm like, oh wait, she was like a sentient like a droid creature, and then they just stuck out like took out her brain and stuck her in a ship. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's that's slightly troubling, but that's you know whatever you don't want to think about that shit too much because then the entire like universe falls apart i was uh recording uh with now this is podcasting for their uh, solo review check that out by the way and um randy said is something that stuck with me so this character that was for droid rights got stuck forever inside the millennium falcon like how sadly ironic is that like, and I agree that, you know, the movie kind of didn't really take serious the whole droids right thing. Like, it was kind of like the, like, Lando asked her, oh, do you need anything? And she's like, yeah, droids rights. And that was supposed to be like, aha, moment. But this was a this was something that we'd never seen in Star Wars before was like the, the fight for droids rights and everything. And I feel like they kind of took that like too comedic because obviously it's like a fucking issue. Like, you know, she said that droids aren't even allowed here. And, you know, on Tatooine, like they, they say that, you know, they don't, we don't serve their kind here. Like, obviously this is a big problem with the galaxy. And L3 felt the need to, you know, fight for it. And I, there's probably tons of other droids that are fighting for droids rights and unfortunately lose and get put, get their brains put in, in ships. But, I I liked L3. Like I I thought she was funny. Like I do, I wasn't like falling madly in love with her, but I was really I was like kind of sad when she died. I was really surprised that they killed because I like I went this thinking that they're going to kill everyone, but like L3 for some reason I thought that she would probably be the most likely one to 
to last, which technically she did because she's in the Falcon, but still, like, um, I I thought that was kind of funny how um she was hinting at or she was saying that Lando's in love with her, and she just, <laughs> and then the whole like uh that people have sex with robots. Like I, I of course people have sex with robots. Like I'm so like baffled by the idea that somehow this would be a new, co- like people want to have sex with robots now I... in a world where our robots fucking suck. Look at <laughs> all the droids. Like the droids in Star Wars have existed for like what like centuries now. Of course, people are having people are having sex with robots all the goddamn time. I you know that people are having sex with like gonk droid robots. Yeah, I just, it's just something that I never, never thought, I just, I can't explain it. Like, I just thought that was funny that they finally, like, kind of shared that in Star Wars. Like, I know that was probably, like, a thing that people thought before, you know, like you, but, like, I don't think of, like, I don't sit there and think, do people have sex with robots in Star Wars? Like, my thoughts are, like, do Wookiees eat, or does Chewbacca eat people? Like, I'm very, like, simple-minded when it comes to stuff like that in Star Wars, so for, for me, I I I thought that was like really funny, but I feel like going back and seeing the movie again, I'm gonna laugh less. But but yeah, uh yeah. Um, do you have any more uh, thoughts about the film before we get to emails? Um, let me go through my notes really quick. I want to see if I covered everything. Okay. Talk about that. How do you make notes Talk and everything? About that. Well, I, I had to make like I made notes as soon as I came home because I knew otherwise I would have forgotten about it. Okay, Beckett, Train, Kira, Mall, Aura Singh, L three. I like the Aura Singh and Bosque references. Oh, like I thought that was pretty cool. Um, fuck you, Star Wars. Um, no, I think that's everything. How about you? All right. Um, no, I think that that pretty much covers it. Like, I, I, yeah, solo. Um, here, I'll read the, the first email. Um, it's from our lovely lady, Rebecca. Oh, I just want to say, Willis, we got your fuck, Mary kill, and we're going to do that when we record next episode. That's not just solo reaction. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. All right. So Rebecca says, hi, pretty ladies. So I'm normally one of those people that really enjoys everything Star Wars and tends to not criticize much. Prequel apologist right here. Hey. But I feel like I didn't enjoy Solo as much as everyone else. I don't know. Maybe it was pacing in some parts or that Rocket Raccoon (laughs) wanted to be pilot. Rio. Normally, I see a scene that involves different aliens in a bar setting, and it feels comfortably Star Wars-y to me. I even like the one episode two with the wanna buy some death sticks guy, but that scene at Dryden with those weird alien singers made me cringe. Overall, I thought it was a light, fun action movie with some pretty great new characters and a great performance by Donald Glover and Alden Ehrenreich. Right. We'll never pronounce that, but oh well. The cameo at the end left a lot of possibilities for a future open for a future Star Wars that makes me super happy. Emily, I know you expressed that you weren't totally happy with the movie. What are your thoughts, ladies? Hugs, Rebecca. P.S. I hear some of your fans are referred to as Canto Bitches, and I would love, I would like to formally be a part of that. 
Thanks, Rebecca. You you don't have to ask me a canto bitch. Like every, you're a canto bitch. I'm a canto bitch. We're all canto. Okay, you can be here. head canto bitch. With apologies to Dom, who is he, who is canto bitch number one. You can be, but you can still be head canto bitch. Yeah, she's yeah head canto bitch. Oh, I saw Dom at uh, Steel Show. Oh yeah, I went to Steel Show. It was a great time. Watch the video. Rashad recorded it, and he did a phenomenal job. Steel always does a phenomenal job with these. And Haas from Blue Harvest was there, and he is so fucking funny everyone was great check that out please yeah he just put that up recently and also he just did a he's back doing the call-in shows there's a video element now so there was a new one it was sort of like a test run because they were having a bunch of technical difficulties but um watch that on youtube or listen to that it's it's a lot of fun and they're going to be happening um bi-weekly it looks like um every other monday night so check those out because steel is good people he is. I got a nice content shirt from him. And it's it's beautiful. But, okay, so I have a question about that. So he's on camera, but do the people call in? Or are they on camera too? No. Okay, good. But like, I don't want like, to worry about that. Yeah, like on this one, he had Eric and Rashad there. So like when he has local guests, like they're going to be there. And he's trying to work out a way to... People could call in like normally do, but also he's trying to work out a way to do FaceTime. So if people want to be on video, they can. Oh no. Um. Yeah, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be helping him out with some stuff on that. So oh. check it out. That's awesome. Oh my god how how could I forget this valuable information, Emily? I met Eric Struthers. I don't want to talk about it because I'm deeply jealous. Do you know what the first thing? I cry. Do you know what the first thing I did when I met Eric Struthers was? Did you touch his hair? You fucking know I touched his hair. It was very soft. Um, check out his podcast, The Bad Motivators, and the Sith List, and the Sith List. Yes. But yeah, like I went in for the hug, and <laughs> I stopped him in hug, and I'm like, I have to touch your hair. Emily wanted me to. <laughs> I, before, yeah, I did actually ask Brittany that, so it wasn't just Brittany being a creep on her own. No, yeah, yeah he was, it was okay with being it. a creep and her being a creep on my behalf. I mean, I am here for the, I am here to be the creep. No, uh, his hair is really soft, actually. Well, obviously, like it's beautiful, luscious, and long, and he's so he's so nice. You see that picture of us, like all of us talking and like all the fog. Yeah, it's mostly fog. Fucks. Scum and Villainy, like, it's a Star Wars bar. Like, every five minutes, they have this, like, terrible fog machine that just gets in your face. Like, every, like, it's fucking awful. Like, I'm here to drink and have a good time, not to have a bunch of fog in my face. But I wish you get back to Rebecca's email. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, we, uh, yeah, that's what we've been talking about for the last hour. So, <laughs> like, I. I don't want to be miserable about this movie. And if you loved it, like, that's great. Like, I, mm-hmm. I totally see why people like this movie. And I get that there are people who thought it was a lot of fun. A lot of our friends. And I'm like, I, I just sort of, I wish that I had had that feeling about this movie. And I, it's just, it's just not there for me. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's okay. You know, some people liked it. Some people didn't. I really don't want to see people bashing those who either liked it or didn't like it. Like, that makes me really mad. Like, Emily didn't like this movie, and that's okay. Like, no one should be giving Emily shit for not liking this movie, because I will come for you. I have a tennis racket in my car. I haven't used it in a while. I will come for you. But 
I, yeah, like, seriously, just if you liked it, you liked it. If you didn't, you didn't. And, like, we can talk about it. Like, Emily and I are discussing this movie. And, you know, she's discussing things that she didn't really like. And I'm discussing things that I also didn't like. And some things that I really enjoyed about the film. And everyone's adults here. We can have adult conversations. And, yeah, especially on, like, on, like, Facebook pages or on Twitter. Like, be fucking respectful. Thank you. Uh, do you want to read the King's email? Yes, we got an email from King Tom. He would have sent a voicemail, but apparently Tom has bronchitis, so we hope you are on the mend and feeling better, King Tom. We love you. Holy shit. Yeah, feel feel better, King Tom. And this says... I love that the email topic is just email. <laughs> Hello, ladies of Canto Bite. So I really enjoyed Solo. One of my favorite parts was the character and reveal of Enfys Nest. What made it even better was her being an early part of the rebellion. But introducing her at this stage, when we already have seen so much of the Galactic War, it limits what they can do with her, doesn't it? How would you use her in the future? Use her once or twice more, only to sacrifice herself for the greater good in the fight against evil? Have her turn in the cool costume for a respectable officer's rank? Or have her cut off on the other side of the galaxy somewhere? If it was me, I would say that last one. One other thing, on the topic of weird food combinations, oh god bless you Tom, from last week's show, this Indonesian place that used to be by me had this drink. It was kind of like a milkshake, but it wasn't. But it was essentially chocolate sauce and avocado, and damn if it wasn't fucking delicious. I've tried this many times to replicate it, but it resulted in failure each time. Anyway, thanks for reading your pal, King Tom. Okay, tackling the food combinations first. I will say, I know, like, my, my sister makes a, a chocolate cake that has avocado in it. Maybe even has, like, a chocolate avocado frosting. I think it works because avocado is so fatty that it makes it really pleasant. I don't know. I want to see if I can find maybe what this thing is that he's talking about. But it sounds fucking delicious. So you had a, a peanut butter and mayo sandwich the other yeah, night I saw. You know what? They're really good and they're comforting. I was stressed as shit because um, like, I'm taking over the lease on my apartment and I was finding like new roommates and one of the people who's supposed to take one of the rooms like flaked out on me at the last minute. So I'm spending like much more money this month than I thought I was going to and I'm just like I just want something I can shove into my face. What do you eat with a peanut butter and mayo sandwich? I mean sometimes I just have that. No, it's a drink, sorry. Um, <laughs> a really cold milk. Or just, like, water. I, I, I tend not to... When I'm eating, I'm almost always going for water. Like, if I'm having, like, a hamburger, so if I'm out somewhere, like, maybe a beer. But I don't ever do, like, a juice or something with dinner. I do, like, soda. Like, I don't... I hate milk. I can't drink milk or else I'll puke. But I have a, I have a soda, like, m- maybe four times a year. Like regular or diet? I can't, fuck diet soda. It's, it's uh, the 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 the, uh, the fake sugar. I hate it. Any of it, even the ones that supposedly taste like real stuff, it doesn't. It all has a terrible aftertaste. I am plugging the ears of my diet Dr Pepper. Oh, I guess diet Dr Pepper has ears now. No, I'm kidding. No, I. But, no, I don't good. like. I'll drink ginger ale like when my stomach is bothering me, and like every once in a while I'll go for like a Jack and Coke or like a or something like that but I don't unless I'm like home and can brush my teeth immediately afterwards I hate the feeling that soda leaves on my teeth like it genuinely Mm. like it really bothers me 
I, I do drink a lot of soda water. I have a little soda stream. And during the summer when it's super hot, like my go-to is just like on like plain soda water with like a splash of lemon juice. Lemons. But Tom raises an, an interesting point, which is I really like Infus Nest. And I think it's, it's interesting, this idea of this whole like resistance aspect and the little speech she gives, but there is a, there is a limited time frame here. And so if, if, and when we see her again, what should that, what should that look like? And what should her, her fate in the galaxy be? Hmm. Well, having her so young is a wild card because you could easily keep her like alive, but like doing like little things like with the, with the rebellion and then with the resistance and then the new rebellion. So I almost feel like they purposely made her young because like they can't kill a little girl. Like they, I just feel like if they put her in a film, like they can't kill her. But you know, I've been wrong before about star Wars and fuck I'll probably be wrong again, but they can't waste such a, great character like this and a character that we don't even know much about but i'm already invested like that's fucking yeah, huge but I mean, at some at some point like even if they use her again we have to see what what her end is because mm-hmm. we don't see her in the other already established canon <laughs> maybe they put her in that new resistance show <laughs> that would be something else but i doubt it but i don't know um I could see her being in the Obi Wan film. I I hate, I kind of hate how like we're be or I like especially me. I'm like I can see this person in like this next film or like this next film, and it's like I don't know. Like I, I want to be confident that these movies are going to be good. Like the Kenobi stand, like they're doing so many fucking stand. I want them to do like a story based standalone. Like I don't want it to be like about a person because. I feel like the person-centered ones are the ones that people are going to be like, like casual fans are going to be most confused about. And the ones that people aren't, the movies that aren't, they aren't going to see and aren't going to have a lot of merch on. Like Rogue One, that was a story-based story. Like how they got the plans of this star that had awesome merch, you know, came out in, in December, which is when all the Star Wars oh, should come out. Um, what'd you think about the, so they need to fucking stick with December. I I get that, like, this film, like, <sighs> came out during the summer, so, like, obviously you got that, like, oh, yeah, summer Star Wars film, but I've been so used to getting, like, my Christmas Star Wars, like, being able to wear my comfy sweaters and go to a Star Wars movie, but I don't know, like, well, it, it's been pretty fucking cold in California, too, so I was able to wear a sweater to this one, so that was pretty off-putting, but, um, no more May? Oh my god, please, no more May. Yeah. I already have enough to worry about in May as it is, but... Oh god, well, not much anymore. I just applied to graduate today. That's exciting. It's scary! No, I should be excited, but, like, right after I paid, (laughs) just anxiety just decided to kick me in the ass and be like, well, you have to make sure your grades are good, because I'm taking classes during the summer, I have to make sure... I I mean, like, I'm a good student. Like, I hate saying that because, like, that sounds, like, very, like, bragging, like, I'm a good student. But it's, like, 
I get like A's and B's, but like I was just like, God, I really have to get my shit together to graduate. Like I'm gonna make sure like all my fees are paid, which they are, but then like some things pop up because like one time I actually like paid for something and I shouldn't have, but then like shows up for some reason on uh, science. But um I don't know. I just don't know what I'm doing. And well, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna graduate, but like I don't know what I'm doing after that. And I'm like having myself or like scaring myself being like you should know soon, but I don't. And that's okay. And I need to make myself be okay with that. But yeah, graduating in December. Finally. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm done with school though. Like, I think it was like last episode. I'm like, I might want to get my minor in sociology, but I'm like, fuck sociology. Like, I hate it. Like, I, I, you know, but whatever. I'm, I'm done with school, but I will be soon, but I'm I'm not going to do anything with it. But I wouldn't be surprised if like a month's pass and I'm like, guess what? I'm going to grad school, but that, that probably won't happen. I want to travel after I graduate. Like I want to, you know, like just relax because I, I, I don't know how to do that. Well, now now I'm learning how to, but like I need to learn more how to relax and how to control my anxiety <laughs> more and better. But anyways, um, Enfys Nest. Um I love her. I want more of her. And I don't know how they are going to put her in Star Wars next, but um, I I want to trust that Star Wars will uh, not kill her in, in like the, the next movie, the first 15 minutes of the film, or um, I don't know. She has to have like a main role, though. Well, no, I'm, I don't I don't know. I'm speaking out my ass right now. I don't know what they're going to well, do with her next. I'm, I'm torn like I always am between... Oh, I like this character. I want to see more of them. And wanting to get the fuck away from these same 15 years. <laughs> I agree. But also, I hate when, like, we you see a movie and then that person's like, I want a standalone movie of this person. Like, ugh, they're not going to fucking do that. Like, you're, you know, like, uh, like, they're only going to do the standalone films about, like, the older characters. But I agree that they need to get out of this fucking era. I I want either something after Return of the Jedi or something before the Phantom Menace or even like during like or like between like Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones like what the fuck happened those during those 10 years I want to know I I I only I only want it to be like in within the timeline of the new established canon if it is way the fuck on the other side of the galaxy <laughs> Yeah, but you know they're going to connect everything because everything's I know connected. Are, but I can Star still Wars. be like annoyed as fuck by it. <laughs> oh, but if they just bring Maul back, <laughs> that's like the the butt end of like the Star Wars jokes. Now is okay. Yeah, well, the Maul will be there. So I can't b- fucking believe that. I can't fucking believe Star Wars. Like they brought him back for Clone Wars. They brought him back for Rebels, and now they're bringing him back in like the actual films. Like they must really have a boner for Maul. But Ray Park is a good guy. Like, he always goes to all the events and everything. Like, he was at that Star Wars thing I went to at Disneyland. Like, he he's really into it. So, I'm happy for him that he has a job. Well, obviously, like, he had a job before. But, like, he gets to get back in, you know, in the mall gear. And then Sam Witwer gets to voice him in the movie. And that must be a pretty big deal for Sam Witwer to voice Maul. Not only voice Maul, but voice him in a Star Wars, like, a the movie. I'm I'm happy for Sam Witwer in so far as I think Sam Witwer seems like a really like 
decent dude. But fuck it. I mean, Peter Serafinowitz or get the fuck out. Who? The Peter Serafinowitz who voiced him in the movie. I thought that was Ray Park. No. Oh. Shit. Ray Park well, just did I... the... Because Ray Park is like an action guy. Well, yeah. I wonder what his voice sounds like. But I did like the I did like the voice of the Phantom Menace because like that was one of the things that I got out of the film and I'm like, eh, Sam Witwer because like I've heard some like not great things about Sam Witwer. Oh okay. So I might I've never so, heard anything about him. I only like is through like some like the Steel Wars interactions. Yeah, I don't know though. You know, I could be. T- I don't know. But I. That would have been cool, but yeah, Ray Park is cool. I'm glad that it was weird seeing him like back. Like it almost didn't look like real. Like it looks like kind of like CGI video gamey, but I just have to see the movie again. And I'll probably have a better opinion, a better description of our good friend Darth Maul. Or sorry, Maul. He's no longer Darth, just Maul. I wonder if he's gonna have like a no, not a new name because he's always known as Maul. I'm just interested on what the fuck happens on Malachor because he's kind of like he's just chilling on Malachor, like in Rebels, like in this like deserted temple. I wonder how we're gonna get from like the solo Maul to deserted Maul. I'm just a fuck. Who who do you think they would have brought in? Uh, like who would have okay. Who would have pissed you off the most? Like seeing that, ca- like which cameo would have pissed you off the most? I mean, I need some options here. Um. Okay. So Boba. I'm trying to think of like anyone else. Uh, Palpatine. Vader. Would <laughs> would Vader piss you off? Jesus, Vader would have pissed me off because I mean, it just would have been so shoehorned. And there's no way to put Vader in this movie that's not just fucking ridiculous. Okay, so there's that. Uh, Vader, Palpatine, Tarkin, Mendo. What? What if? What if there? Are, like, was it? What if Crimson Dawn was Mendo? Look, I love Mendo. Crimson Dawn can't be Mendo. It just doesn't make any sense. And here's the other thing. That's what I'm able to say. Mendo, I fucking love him. I get excited anything he's in, but I'm like, he shouldn't be in this movie because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> What if he's just that character that just shows up in movies? Oh, dude, we didn't get R2 or 3PO. Yeah, good. Did you hate their cameo in Rogue One? I don't hate it, but I'm like, this is just here to be here. And I think it's better to, at some point, you just got to say we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well, uh, thank you, uh, King of All Toms, uh, King Tom, for the... Um, for the email. I hope your bronchitis gets better. I've never had bronchitis. That sounds awful. But, um, yeah, that was our solo review. I hope you all enjoyed it, this podcast and the movie. <laughs> but if you didn't, then you didn't. And especially, like, if you didn't enjoy this podcast. No, I'm kidding. But, no, no seriously. Like, our podcast. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty fucking great. If, if you don't think that, then I have my tennis racket in my car. I haven't used it in a while. I mean, I'm glad you don't, no, if you don't agree with us. And I mean, at this point, it'd be impossible to agree with both of us because we have very different opinions. But yeah, no. 
There's going to be like that one person being like, I agree with like, you know, those people that like don't listen to like a podcast and they like they retweet it or like they talk about it and they're like, oh, I love how this podcast talks about this. And it's like, "Mm, no, like someone's going to retweet us and be like, yeah, I totally agree with both (laughs) Emily and Brittany. (laughs) I mean, look, I lie about listening to podcasts all the time, so I don't really blame people for doing that. I, I retweet podcasts without before I listen to them just because I'm like, okay, it's this podcast that I normally listen to and I want to support so-and-so, but there's only so many hours in the day. I know. Like, I, I'm trying to count, like, how many podcasts I listen to. Like, I always feel bad when, like, people are like, oh, yeah, listen to my podcast or, like, hey, like, do you want to be on my podcast or, like, whatever. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't listen or I don't know you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, yeah. Um, Emily, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. That's at EFL. Whoa, I can't even spell my last name. L I N D. There we go. I'm I'm really fucking tired. Um, you can find the podcast at Cantobite Pod. You can email us your thoughts on Solo or because we're going to be recording a new episode like maybe like t- a day or maybe two days after this comes out depending on how quick like, it's edited on more recent news. So if you have thoughts on like Boba Fett or Obi-Wan or any of that shit, um, email us at CantobitePod at gmail.com uh, and rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, even if you don't normally use iTunes, Please rate and review us there because it really helps us out. Um, or, you know, like retweet the podcast, you know, recommend it to somebody. That always helps us a lot and raises our profile, which is what we want. Brittany, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit, and you can find me on Instagram as Brittany with an I, the ginger. Okay, I think that's it. I think that's our solo reaction. Any last tidbits of wisdom? I love capes, and Chewbacca needs a hug. Okay, there we go. That's what we're going to leave this episode on. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.